Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Text Driven Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, let me just say welcome to you. And if you end up enjoying this podcast, let me encourage you to share this uh, with your friends and family and also through your social media, different outlets. You can uh, like this podcast, whether you're listening via Spotify or iTunes podcast, make sure that you like it so that you are notified when new episodes come out. Well, uh, we are in the middle of a series currently walking through Eugene Peterson's book, Along Obedience, in the same direction. The subtitle for the book is What Caught My Attention, Discipleship in an Instant Society. And when we think about growing in our walk with Jesus, we think that it is something that happens uh, like a microwave dinner. We stick it in the microwave, we type in the time for just a couple minutes, and at the end of those two minutes, um, the bell's going to ding and we're going to have a perfect disciple uh, at the end of it. When the reality is the journey of discipleship, the act of becoming a disciple and being a disciple is, is really a life of faithfulness. It's a, it's a journey along a road that's going to take some time. So in this episode, what we're going to talk about is the third chapter of Peterson's book. Now, what Peterson has been doing in the first two chapters is beginning the journey through the Psalms of Ascent. And this Psalm that he deals with in chapter three is entitled providence and he looks at psalm 121 so what i want to do is i want to read this psalm to you and then we're going to look through it together psalm 121 says this i lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth he will not let your foot be moved He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Peterson calls this psalm the psalm of providence. And he talks about in the opening pages of chapter 3 the misnomer that we have concerning who God is. We recognize the personal nature of God at the point of salvation. Um, God loves us so much that he gave his only son for us and that we who believe in him uh, do not perish, but we have that 
everlasting life. And we recognize the personal nature of that forgiveness. It is not a corporate forgiveness in which God blankets down his uh, salvation upon a group of people in totality, but instead it is a personal forgiveness that he uh, affords to those who believe on his son Jesus um, for eternal life. He comes to us individually, and our salvation is an individual salvation. But at that point, we kind of put God up on a shelf, don't we? We kind of think that he's non-existent. He has no place with us. He has no a purpose, no provision, no care towards us any longer. And sometimes we like to think that maybe God has better things to do. I mean, Colossians 1 does say that, that God is, is upholding the entirety of the cosmos. The entire universe is upheld by the, by the hand of God. And we tend to think that there are bigger problems all around the world that need his attention. There's poverty in third world countries. There's conflict between nations in other regions of the world. There's uh, civil issues, even in our own country. And those are the, the big issues that God has to give his attention to. And we over here to ourselves, we are just left all alone. And we don't want to bug God with our small, as we would think, problems. But that type of thinking is really not biblical thinking. In reality, God not only watches what we would classify as the big issues in the world, but he also has his eye on the small issues. He has his eye on you and on me. And he's providing his providence over you and me. And that's why in Romans chapter 8, the Bible can say that all things are going to work together for the good of those who love God. The reason why it says that is because God is purposely caring for you and for me. So on this journey of discipleship, we need to recognize several things about God. And we need to recognize, first off, that God is our help. God desires to help you and me on the journey of discipleship. God desires to be involved in our maturity in our walk with him. It is a journey with him. He has not abandoned us to go take care of other issues. No, he is intimately involved in the disciple-making process. I draw your attention to what Philippians 1 says, where Paul encouraged the Philippians by saying that he, being God, who began a good work in you, the Philippians, will bring it to completion. The same is true for you and me, whether uh, you go to the church I pastor, Fellowship Church, or you attend another church. But if you're a child of God, the work that God began, at you, began in you at the point of your faith in him, is the work that he will bring ultimately to completion. Isn't that encouraging? Isn't it encouraging to know that God is going to complete what he started in us? The only way he does that is through his providence over us. And he is our helper. 
And in this passage, we see four reasons why God is our helper. The first one is God is our helper because he is creator. Notice what the passage says in Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. On page 36, I love how Peterson puts that phrase. He says this, help comes from the creator, not from the creation. Are you looking to creation to give you the help you need? Are you looking to the things that are made to help you in your walk with God? Are you looking to creation to shape your character and your virtues? Are you looking to creation to shape your doctrine and your um, faith? If you're looking to creation, you're looking at the wrong thing. For it is not creation that gives us help. It is the creator who gives us help. So we see first off that God is our help because he is creator. But then in verses 3 and 4, we see that God is our help because he is our protector. Look at what it says in verse 3. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, we have to put this in its context because this is a song written to, uh, that Israel had written about God. This is during the time period of the Israelites. And one of the great foes of the Israelites were uh, the Canaanites. And part of what the Canaanites, who they worshipped, was the gods of Baal. And Baal was a god who would often take long naps. He, would, uh, he was a god who would sleep regularly uh, in the heavens. And there were actually priests who were assigned to awaken the gods of Baal for the needs of the people. I want you to think about that for just a moment. I want you to think about how it would take human beings to awaken a God who is supposed to save and help human beings. You see how foolish that is? Did you know that our God never sleeps? He never takes a nap. His attention is never diverted from any of his children. God's attention is on you today. God sees you. He knows you. And never is he distracted at all from you. Our God will not let our foot be moved. What does it mean to not let our foot be moved? It means we will be able to be steadfast. We'll be able to be immovable. We'll be able to remain faithful on the journey, not because of our goodness, but because of God who is our help. He is our protector. You know, there's a lot of things that come around in our life that tries to make our foot be moved. 
that tries to make us uh, fall, that tries to trap us, evil that tries to overtake us. But listen to me very carefully. Because of God's attention towards you, you can rest in this peace that your foot will never be moved and that God, God is watching over you. The third thing that we see in this passage is that God is our help not only because he is our creator and not only is he our help because he is our protector, but then number three, he is our help because he is our provider. Look at what the text says in verse five and six. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. For the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Right here in such eloquent poetry, the psalmist describes the uh, protection, the, the provision of God. He says that the sun will not strike you by day. God provides to us in the daytime the provision that we need so that we can make it through the day. You see, the psalmist is drawing upon the Exodus story in uh, the Old Testament. If you remember when God led his people out of Egypt in that journey through the wilderness to the promised land, he provided for them in his presence. You could just imagine the heat beating down on the Israelites as they journeyed in that hot desert wilderness. But the sun did not strike them by day. Why is that? Because the presence of God was a cloud that went before them. The presence of God was a shade to them in the heat of the wilderness. Do you know the same is true for you? God's presence wants to be a, a cloud over you and to be your provision. You walk into that meeting and you feel the weight and the, the, the heat of the appointment coming upon you. God says, my presence will be a cloud for you. But then Bible also says right here in this passage that the moon will not strike them by night. This is hearkening once again back to the Exodus story where the scripture teaches us that at night God's presence was a pillar of fire. Not only were the, were the days uh, tiresome because of the sun's beating down on them in the wilderness, but also at night in the desert a wilderness, it would get very cold. But God's presence was there to warm them and to comfort them on those cold nights. The provision of God. God is our help and he is our provider. He knows what you need in the daytime and he knows what you need in the evening. Did you know the Bible says that our God is a father who gives good gifts to his children? 
He said, if an earthly father knows how to take care of his earthly children, how much more would the good heavenly father know how to take care of you and me? So whatever your worry is today, maybe it's the stock market crashing and uh, you're worried about your retirement. Uh, maybe you're in a shaky job situation and you're worried if you're going to remain employed. Maybe you're worried about your children grown adult children or children in your house. Whatever your worry is, can I tell you this? God is your help because he is your provider. And then finally, we see in this passage that God is our help because he is our savior. Verses seven and eight, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Did you see that? It says the Lord will keep you from all evil. You see the encouragement of that passage is that there is no evil that can come between you and God. Eugene Peterson describes it like this on page 36. He says, there is no injury, no illness, no accident, no distress will ever have power over us. That is, that it will never be able to separate us from God's purposes in us. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good news to know that God will keep us from evil? That God is the one who stands between us and that his interest towards us, as Peterson puts it on page 38, never waxes and wanes in response to our spiritual temperature. But it is our God who keeps us from evil. Look back at the passage with me. In verse 4, the, uh, verse 3, the text says, he who keeps you will not slumber. You see that word keep? Verse 4, he who keeps Israel. There's a second time. Verse 5, the Lord is your keeper. Verse 5, uh, that's the third time. Look down at verse 7. Uh, the Lord will keep you. There's the fourth time. Verse seven again, he will keep your life. There's number five. Look at verse eight. He will keep you. What did you notice there? Six times the passage talks about how God keeps us. God doesn't write you off. God doesn't throw you to the curb. God doesn't drop you off in a dumpster. No, God keeps you. And let's be honest, that's difficult, isn't it? Especially on those days, weeks, months, where our attention is not set on him. He keeps us even still. And he just doesn't just, he doesn't just do that for one day, for one hour, for one week, for one month, for one year. No, at the very end, it says he does it from this time and forevermore. So take great encouragement in this. Our God is a God who keeps us and he cares for us 
and his keeping of us is something that occurs until we are home with him forever in his presence. You see, the providence of God is this. From beginning to end, God is our help and he keeps us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Text Driven Podcast. For more resources like this one, go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. I also want to encourage you to join us for our Great Commission Weekend, February the 24th through the 26th, right here in Southwest Florida at our Amakali campus. Some of the best preachers in all of the United States are going to be joining us for that weekend. Uh, my pastor growing up, Dr. Jerry Vines, will be there, as well as our good friend at, at Fellowship Church, uh, Pastor Stoney Benfield, as well as Pastor Mike Stone, and also the president of Northeastern Baptist College, Dr. Mark Ballard, will be with us as well. I hope you'll make it a point to come to the Great Commission Weekend. You can find out the schedule and everything on our website right there on our homepage, or you can go directly to the link, which is fellowshipchurch.co forward slash GCW. Thanks for listening today. Please know we're praying for you that you'll live a text-driven life. God bless.